Uh, but good evening, and welcome to Berkshire Jazz. You're listening to WTBR 89.7 here in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, your community radio station. I'm your host, Phil Tierney, and something I've always wanted to say, having here in the studio, President <laughs> Ed Bride. Ed's the president of Berkshire's Jazz, the group that sponsors, puts on, promotes, and hosts the Pittsfield City Jazz Festival and so many others. Most recently, the terrific uh, showcase that Berkshire's Jazz presents at uh, the Common on First Street, an outdoor performance, and uh, it was a great success. Congratulations, Ed. Yeah, thanks, Phil. It's a good chance to, uh, first of all, to be here, and then second of all, to your comment, present local musicians in that setting, uh, outdoor setting, for uh, a chance to feature musicians who call the Berkshires home, people who could really make a living in music in any jazz market. They choose to live here, and we're so lucky to have them. It's good to profile them. Uh, it's it sure, and a free concert, too. They yeah, how about jazz. Yep. Quality performance, you know, Jason Ennis and then our pianist that has, has yeah. been here and played with all kinds of big yeah. stars. Ted Rosenthal, Ted Rosenthal. Uh, won a, a new uh, part-time Berkshire's resident. Uh, <laughs> he uh, moved into uh, East Otis a couple of weeks ago. That's uh, this great. He's moved, but he's part-time there. He's going to be streaming from his uh, East Otis lair from time to time. <laughs> and uh, it's good to have him here in the Berkshire as part of the scene. I still remember the face on that little girl who had written a classical piece, and he yeah. he incorporated it into jazz. Yeah. And she just, her eyes got so big, and she was so excited. That uh, young woman is now uh, heading off to college. Oh, and boy. going to be studying music and psychology, I believe, double major. And, and I know things get, there's so many things going on, it's sometimes hard to keep track of it all. And I don't want to ask you a question uh, and throw you, but uh, coming up, the Pittsburgh City Jazz Festival, this mm-hmm. is number 12? 15. Is, oh, wow. Well, 15. is it 15 or 14? Because we missed one last we, we year. We did miss one last year. That's what I meant. I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't right. know. I should have given you a I heads have up. to count it off. I can count it off when the, on the music next break. <laughs> well, we're going to listen to something you brought the next break. Tell us a little bit about it. Okay. Well, one of the uh, the things that we're going to hear is a performer who is going to be playing this weekend in Lenox. And that, that is Svetlana and the Delancey Five. This is a... But, uh, but I've queued up the Kenton, I think. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Well, Kenton isn't going to be playing here. <laughs> he has. <laughs> so, so, what, so what are, we gonna, are we going to play Portrait of a Count, or what is, what is it we're going to do? Well, I've got um, the, the first number, which is uh, the title. Is mm, We talked about it now. No, no. So it's not... All right. Let's, let's figure this out. Um, is it from the Innovations? Yes. Yeah, the theme... From the innovations in modern music, well, this was a, a Stan's uh, experiment in strings, and I think it's one of the first of three times that he went bankrupt. But, right, exactly. But a good, uh, what I thought was an, an interesting and a successful crossover, a mix of classical and jazz uh, genres, and he played a lot of his familiar tunes uh, with strings, and then some things that were created specifically. For, for the strings unit. And there's, you know, the stories about the road, about they needed two buses, mm-hmm. and all the band was in one bus, and there was a swinging bus, and then everybody else was the square bus. That was the strings. Yeah. And they'd uh, pull into a gig, play, and then they'd go their separate ways. But some great music came out of that. Well, true. And when big bands were 16, 17 pieces, he had like right. 28 yeah. with, yes. the, with the strings and the well, French horns. Well, he had the strings, and, the and then he had that experiment. Symphony drum. Yep, yep. And... Uh, the melophonium that he developed. The melophoniums, yeah, the four-piece uh, ex- extras to the to the brass section. When you had um, Marvin Gaye here, 
for the Pittsburgh City Jazz Festival years. A few years Marvin ago. Gaye? Not Marvin Gaye. <laughs> Marvin Stamp. Mar- Marvin Stamp. Marvin Stamp. Yeah. Marvin Gaye. Well, yeah. anyway. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> um, we actually called him and did an interview, uh, Larry yep. Trinikoff and I, and I asked him about the uh, the melophoniums because the story yeah. we heard was that uh, they were at a motel somewhere and the trumpet players didn't like to play it because it would go out of tune. I don't right. know how, but... Yep. They were floating in the pool the next day. Yeah, they dumped them in the pool. I think Stan was pretty mad about that. Oh, I imagine he was. I mean, he was. And it didn't stop him from using them. They... No, Marvin Stam, though, denied anything to do with it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right, so the title, this is from the uh, the, the movie. Oh, oh, okay, all right. So we're not doing the innovations thing. We're doing the other thing. Uh, all right. <laughs> we have a lot of things to yeah, do. Don't yeah. go anywhere. So this is a very exciting number. Um, you remember the movie Whiplash was a story about an obsessive obsessed uh, drum teacher drum instructor mm-hmm. and and uh, and how he was training a, a youngster to become a great drummer which he did it's sort of a true-ish story because there's a little bit of that going on at uh, obsessive um, teachers it goes on in gymnastics it goes on in tennis it goes oh, on yeah. in music and this is a story about uh, that that obsessive music instructor uh, bringing a, along a drummer it was the um the, the song is called Whiplash, which was written by Hank Levy, who was one of Stan Kenton's primary composers. And the movie was out about him eight or ten years ago. Maybe, was it that maybe seven or eight years ago. Yeah. And it did well. I, I don't remember if it won an, an Academy Award or not. Might have. I think it was nominated. And, uh, and so it was named after the song Whiplash, which Hank Levy wrote. I don't think Stan ever played it, but the Hank Levy band did. Uh-huh. And... It got a lot of play because of the movie. Uh-huh. A very successful, exciting number. So Whiplash, Hank oh. Levy, with the uh, U.S. Army Jazz Ambassadors Big Band. All right, here we are.
exciting stuff. Yeah, it'd wake you up, didn't it? <laughs> the Army Army Band. Yeah. That was um, Whiplash. I, just, I, got, I got Whiplash nodding my head. <laughs> We're here in the studio with Ed Pride, president of Berkshire's Jazz, organization that, uh, nonprofit that puts on some terrific concerts throughout the year. And coming up, we have one on this weekend. Yep, uh, Linux. Sunday uh, at the Gateways Inn, Svetlana and the Delancey Five. And it's going to be outside? Outdoors, Outdoors yes. And the yeah. weather is looking Prom- looking terrific. It's, going yeah. to, it's In fact, it's going to be a break from what we've had. It's going to be cooler, uh, mostly sunny, mid-70s, mm. perfect. perfect. Perfect, just like last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the showcase. And you actually also. brought some music from hers, didn't you? Yes, yes, yeah, we'll okay. be playing that in a little, a little bit. later. Yeah, so yeah. stick around. Yeah. Get a preview of what's going on down in Lenox this Sunday, is it? Mm-hmm. Mm. 15th. Okay. 4 o'clock. All right. Information at BrickshearsJazz.org. <laughs> you, you do, by, by all means, yeah. by all means. What we're going to listen to now, though, is a little Count Basie from 1956, mm. uh, April in Paris. Uh, this was actually in the movie uh, Blazing Saddles. <laughs> Among, yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. I, d- I don't, actually. No. Well, I remember the movie, but I don't yeah, remember the... At the very end, he was riding on his horse, ah, right. and there's the band set up on a big stage. <laughs> and it's a, it's the, 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 uh, One more once is kind yeah, of Basie's right. line here. Yep. All right, so we'll listen to uh, April in Paris, and then one of my favorite Basie tunes, Corner Pocket. Yeah. Here we go.
one more time. One more once.
Count Basie from 1956. It just never gets old. I know, I know. What a sound. So many bands have done great covers of that. Manhattan Transfer did an interesting vocal on their uh, Vocalese album Mm -hmm. way back when with... I know you you like Manhattan Transfer. I did, yeah. They were uh, uh, a four-part harmony group. I knew the the founder. He was a a Villanova. Uh uh, He went to Villanova. Tim Hauser died a few years back. But, um, yeah, so I heard them on the radio once. That's an interesting sound. I'm usually not... uh, Taken by the vocals? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not either. But they're very very creative. They're very musical. Then they were, yeah. You know, the the sound was like... But um, I have uh, on the playlist today... uh, we celebrated mistakenly. Um, I may have mentioned this to you, at the, but um, Louis Armstrong's hundredth birthday again, right? <laughs> again, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he did it. I want to play some of um, an album he did with Dave Brubeck, uh, Real right. Real Ambassadors, the Real Ambassadors, and yep. that's with the Lambert Hendrickson Ross, yes, that's which right. is yep. kind of a forerunner to the uh, Manhattan Transfer right. in yep. their melody. Or their yeah, all jazz groups probably based on Lambert Hendrickson Ross. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Uh, Terrific. All right. Well, what are we going to listen to now? We're doing going to do Ennui or going to do Svetlana? Oh, we're going to. All right. I've, Svetlana. Okay. I'm avoiding, avoiding trying to say that. Well, I can say it. Oh, you say it then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the group who will be uh, playing at the Gateways Inn on the front lawn under the sun, hmm? four o'clock Sunday afternoon, Svetlana and the Delancey Five. She's a Russian singer. Who's, now, American by music, as she likes to say. Mm-hmm. Russian by birth, American by music. Great. And a terrific hot swing group with uh, vocals and uh, and a quintet behind her. And uh, this is from her movie, which was, uh, or, sorry, her CD, which was very well reviewed, Night at the Movies. And I never realized that this particular song we're going to play came from a movie until I got the CD. Mm. It's a song called Happy, and everybody and their brother was doing parodies on it. You saw videos on it. And um, so maybe uh, I can figure out what movie it came from. But this is Happy with Svetlana and the Delancey Five. It might be crazy what I'm about to say. She's here, you can take a break I'm a hard air balloon that can go out space With the air like I don't care, baby, by the way
something you don't often hear on Berkshire Jazz, a vocalist. It's <laughs> a change of pace. Boy, huh? am I glad we did. Yeah, that's it, a very well-recorded CX. Nothing like listening with the headphones. That's very well-recorded. Yeah, I'm very impressed with that. and the best part of it is that voice and that band is going to be in the Berkshires yeah. Sunday. Sunday afternoon, 4 o'clock at the Gateways Inn in Lenox. And it sounds yeah. like you're pretty much almost capacity. Yeah, we well, we've, we've <clears> already... Exceeded the number of tickets which would be available if we had to move indoors because of the weather. Uh-huh. But we don't have to because the weather looks terrific. So there's uh, going to be a tent there for a handful of people. 
uh, where they normally dine uh, in the afternoon. And then the lawn people can also bring their uh, blankets or chairs. So limited, limited seating, but uh, a larger space on the lawn to uh, sit and enjoy. A, a fun afternoon. Yeah, for but sure. But the thing that I mentioned to you that struck me about the, the group that played for her in the one tune, they sounded so up-tempo, and then the next yeah, tune, yeah. they really adjusted and versatile. Yeah, it's it's, uh, get out. They, they've got <laughs> terrific variety, mm. uh, great taste, great chops, mm. and I uh, can't wait to hear them. This was from their, uh, this is called Moonlight, and that was from their CD, Night at the Movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's about the Delancey Five. And Sean will be mad at me because I don't think I've been mentioning this quite enough. You're listening to WTBR 89.7 yes. FM here in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. This is Berkshire Jazz. I'm your host, Phil Tierney, and very happy to say I've got Ed Bride in the, off, in the office, in the <laughs> studio, in the, wherever we do these shows, and uh, a world of information from the, from the master. Uh, <laughs> where, where? <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to, this is uh, the next set we're going to listen to. Uh, I was toying with the idea, Ed talked me out of it, uh, <laughs> of doing the entire concert from 1951 uh, from the Stan Kenton album, and, um, Innovations, the Innovations in Modern Orchestra, Music. Yeah. Yeah. Stan always had a way with words. <laughs> and, uh, but, um, uh, we're not going to do that, <laughs> so stay with us. <laughs> uh, but we are going to listen to some of it. <clears throat> we're going to start with a tune he called Ennui, which means boredom. Yes. That's but I guess uh, you can't make a hit out of a song you call boredom. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is sophisticated. No strings, remember? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Stan had a, a, a big band in the 40s and, uh, and 50s and 60s, too. But as you mentioned, there was a point in his life when he tried to expand and did with a very large or- orchestra full with strings and timpani drums and French horns right. and, and jazz artists. Yeah, the symphonic the, configuration, right. And, the, it, you know, it, I guess you mentioned, too, it, it cost him some money. <laughs> well, yeah, he, excuse me, he went bankrupt a couple of times yeah. once with this band and... Uh, I think it was just an experiment. I mean, he was a very restless. Creatively, he was uh, called restless. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Um, that's why, that's where creativity is exemplified. And it doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it wouldn't be called creative. Right. right? You've got to take some risks. And he certainly took them with his music and with his band. And um, But this uh, created a body of, of music that was quite interesting to listen to. It was actually performed with the Boston Pops. Wow, his, I didn't the, know string, that. the strings repertoire. Well, it was a private concert. It's, it's been coming up on the net again lately in a, mm-hmm. in a Stan Kenton Appreciation Group discussion. It was in the ni- early 1970s, and Stan was ill, uh, and so Bob Kernow created uh, who uh, who worked with Kenton for many years. He conducted the strings part that the Boston Pops played, and I. Don't, it's possible Hank Levy conducted the, oh. the the band, the Kenton band, for um, the stuff that wasn't involving with the strings. It was a private concert, so there's no recording of it available. There's a couple of cassettes that somebody has. Oh, I do not have it. Um, so some large company or very wealthy person, it was a charity ball or charity gig, I guess. So they rented the Boston Symphony, and they rented mm. Symphony Hall, and they put the Kenton Band up there, and they recorded this Innovations repertoire. Yeah. Or played the, the Innovations repertoire. Well, later in his life, he did 
Splinter from Capital mm-hmm. and created the creative world. Yep. Stan yep. Kenton, he recorded on that label. Yep. Yeah, well, this is, um, this is the innovations in modern music, and we'll listen to, as I say, Ennui, and uh, also a had some tremendous sidemen. You know, and this album features many of them, Chelly Mann, Art Pepper, Maynard Ferguson, a um, couple vocalists, Chris, um, June Christie. And uh, so we'll listen to Shelly Mann after we listen to Anyway, Here is Stan Kenton. Thank you very much, everybody. You know, we have uh, made it a custom this year to not wait too far into the festival before we bid you good evening and welcome you here to what actually happens to be the second year of this thing that we've been exposing as innovations in modern music. We want you to get to hear some of the things you came to hear tonight, approve of some of the new things, and I think that one very important factor is that you get acquainted with a, a wonderful bunch of guys here that are pretty active in this field known as, as modern jazz, a field in which we feel that we enjoy certain advantages, such as the guy that creates, composes, and orchestrates, in a sense, is very close with the soloist. There's a great feeling of understanding, but because of that, we feel that we'll come up with music that has quite a good character occasionally, such as this first case here. One trombone player composing for the ability and conception of another. Speaking of Bill Russo's contribution here toward the thing that we use for the purpose of getting acquainted with Harry Betts and his trombone, the composition on we.
Frankie, you know, I have oftentimes uh, discussed openly and admitted that how grateful I am to a lot of fellows here that have contributed toward the success of the orchestra, but not one really has equaled in creating things for the benefit of the orchestra, sound-wise and rhythmically, as much as this next chap, the guy that's been at the drum so long, Shelly Mann. <laughs> hey, now you're up here. We've written a thing in order to kind of frame, musically speaking, some of the sounds that he can create with the instruments of the percussion family, some of the instruments, starting out with the, one of the smallest and lightest sounds out of a triangle, struck with a small steel bar into cymbals, eventually to timpani, and finally to, to drums in a composition. Well, we tried a lot of titles, but only one belonged, and that was Shelley Mann.
they liked it. That's another piece that'll wake you up. Yeah. <laughs> Shelly yeah. Mann. Innovations in modern music. Stan Kenton Orchestra from 1951. Um, as you heard, very, very large ensemble. <laughs> <laughs> and unlike um, the jazz I'm familiar with. Yeah, I think it's unlike the jazz that most people are familiar with. <laughs> I think with. you're right. Um, I think you're right. You know, I, I, uh, I've heard Kenton talk about that experiment. I guess you could call it that. As um, I asked him once if he was going to return to the strings, and he said, "Some it just doesn't seem that our music had the kind of validity that I was seeking mm. with with the strings." So he wasn't. It's also financially a disaster. Oh gosh, yes. Uh, as as was the uh, the Melophonium band. I mean, he loved the sound. Mm-hmm. They did their tours with him two or three years, I guess. And uh, later in his life, uh, in his career. Um, he was thinking of doing another recording of Melophonium music, but he said, I don't want to record a band that I can't take on the road. Yeah. People want to hear the music. Yeah. And I can't, he couldn't afford to take it back on the road. So they didn't do that. But uh, Well, that that music we just listened to was, as you heard, well-received from the audience. It yeah. sounded like a big crowd. Yes, it was a, a, was that at Cornell University? Is that where that oh, was? It was upstate New York, I think. I uh, it was a big crowd. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know how often they played. So they played in big symphonic halls because they yeah. needed a big stage and big crowd. There's an interesting name about that Ennui, the first of mm. the two numbers you played uh, they used to do call, uh, concerts at carnegie hall and they would do four or five in a day i mean afternoon you know t- every two or three hours wow and they'd sit around in between and that song was written was that is that a shorty rogers tune i can't I I remember don't but I don't um, remember. whoever wrote that tune uh, they gave it the name because it was, it was very boring <laughs> to, to just sitting around there between sets there was nothing to do yeah so he wrote that song and um called it ennui for the French Hmm. word for boredom. Mm -hmm. All right, well, uh, I'm going to try to jump into the 21st century here. Well, the fellow we've played, I say fellow, young chap, we've played... The young lad. ...before, (laughs) and I have mentioned this before, too. My wife and I were fortunate, the only time I've been to Newport, to hear him play at the festival when he was 12. Yeah. And that was only two years or three years ago. So he's still a very young man. And um, this is from a 2019 recording entitled Let's Play. His name, of course, Brandon Goldberg. And uh, you're listening to WTBR 89.7. I forget that occasionally. (laughs) Right here in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. This is Berkshire Jazz. I'm your host, Phil Tierney. And back to Brandon Goldberg. We'll listen to Angel Eyes. And uh, see if I can find it. Here it is.
Brandon Goldberg, right here on WTBR 89.7 FM, 89.7 FM in Pittsfield. And this is Berkshire Jazz, I'm your host Phil Tierney, and we're here in the studio with Ed Bride. And uh, Ed brought in some music, we've listened to some of it, and... uh, just a comment about Brandon Goldberg, another part-time Berkshire's resident. Yeah, yeah. Spends his summers over at the Biscay area, right? Yeah. So uh, visiting with his mother and uh, family, and uh, hope to get to meet him this this year and maybe start working on some possibilities. <laughs> yeah, that would be special. He's just a wonderful kid. It's, I, was saying, I, I played... Um, um, Blackbird? No, Angel Eyes on oh, the piano a few nights ago. It didn't sound at all like him. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, no. I think I'll give up piano after doing yeah. that. And he was there with um, Ben Wolf on bass and Don Edwards on drums. Such a great touch. Great, yeah. Let's play. Good title, too. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, we're going to go back a little bit and touch base with some of the Kenton Sidemen. Yeah, so this is the uh, the album, Shorty Rogers. I, I bought this album down in Stockbridge about 10 years ago, I think, and... Um, yeah, this is a, a terrific uh, setup. I mean, he's got two or three sessions here with different configurations, a sextet, a tentet, and a big band. And we're going to play a couple from from the big band. Now, this is a band that includes Shorty on trumpet. Uh, is, you know, he's a fine player as well as hmm. I think most people know him as an, an arranger and a composer, but he's also a fine player. Maynard Ferguson is on this with Pete Condoli, Milt Bernhardt, another uh, uh, Kenton Knight, uh, John Halliburton, and Harry Betts in the trombone section. John Grass on French horn, another uh, Kenton sideman from whenever he used French horns, which mm-hmm. wasn't that often, but John was always in the band. Art Pepper, I mean, this is just an all-star band. Oh, yeah. ba- Bob Cooper yeah. on, on tenor, pointing him out because, and I actually mentioned Marty Page on piano, another person that mostly is known for his composing uh, but Marty Page playing piano here, Curtis Counts on bass, and Shelley Mann on drums. I mentioned Bob Cooper in particular because the name of the first piece uh, we're playing is called Coupe de Grasse. And so it's named after Bob Cooper and John Grasse. Is that the first one we're playing? Well, it can be. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. So Coupe de Grasse is uh, nine. cut number nine, yeah. Yep. And then we're also going to hear Shortstop and a, a curiously <laughs> named... The Sweetheart of Sigmund Freud. Right. Right, from Shorty Rogers and the big band. And you were mentioning Brennan Goldberg and yeah. his Berkshire connection now. Yep. Shorty Rogers, born in Great Barrington. Yes, indeed. He, he stayed in the Berkshires and into his um, adolescence, mm-hmm. moved to California. I don't know if he ever returned. I don't believe he ever played professionally in the Berkshires. Uh-huh. Although his, I see his centennial is coming up in two or three years and perhaps should be acknowledged oh, good. Uh, somehow musically. Yeah. You know, so we'll All right. Well, here we go. Shorty Rogers.
Tony Rogers, right there on WTBR 89.7 FM in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. You're listening to Berkshire Jazz. I'm your host, Phil Tierney, and joined today with Ed Bride, president of Berkshire's Jazz, the nonprofit that puts on the Pittsfield City Jazz Festival for many years and has expanded, you might say. Yeah, and year-round programming It now. is, and it's all you're doing, too. More, more. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we were talking earlier um, how um, sometimes albums come out, and there's a lot of great music on it, but one song in particular mm-hmm. sort of dominates, and it's the one everybody listens to, and that's certainly true with uh, like Kind of Blue with Miles Davis. It was always yeah. so what. Yep. <laughs> and then the Time Out, album Dave Rubik's uh, uh, Take Five probably the most popular single written in jazz uh, in terms of monetarily yeah, maybe ever <laughs> yeah yeah. well there's other songs on it I like uh, I'm going to feature a couple of them here uh, we'll listen to Kathy's Waltz and mm-hmm. Pickup Sticks and the whole album is listenable to say the least here we go No. There's a little encore by Shorty. It's, a, yeah, it's the other five track. Here we go.
That fella, that fella, Dave Brubeck. Dave Brubeck played here at the Colonial Theater not too yes, long yes. ago. Actually, it was our fifth annual Pittsfield City Jazz Festival, 2009. It was the last time he played in the Berkshires. Yeah, and he played a lot in the Berkshires. He did. Every indeed. single yeah, summer. Tanglewood and, of course, before that, Music Inn mm. at the Music Barn and so yeah. forth. He loved, he loved the Berkshires. Yeah, he sure did. California guy, right? Yep, yep. Okay. I, I don't know if he was legal resident of Wilton, Connecticut, or of California, but I think he was a full-time Connecticut resident by the time he was mid-career. So, mm. yeah. Concord, California, born, but uh, basically a Connecticuter. Another fellow that bigger. played here, Jeff Holmes. Yeah. Jeff Holmes has played here in a couple of different configurations as a, a trumpet player in Greg Caputo's band, mm. as a trumpet player in his own band, actually, yeah, with his wife, Dawning Holmes, a wonderful vocalist. Right. Uh, he played with his quintet at Baba Louie's, the late lamented Baba Louie's. Mm. He actually um, also plays drums in the Amherst Jazz Orchestra. Jeff is a multi-talented... It, and he's uh, an, a music professor there. He's a professor, and he's an amazing composer. He's just an amazing composer. You, a lot of the music you hear maybe not be carrying his name, but he's... Uh, very popular and very talented composer, and he has a Grammy for his piano playing on the CD, the quartet CD that we're going to oh, play oh, something from good, him. Good. So, and uh, Jeff will be here in November at St. James Place with his wife, with Dawning, a piano and vocal duo. So That's something you're... Uh, yeah, Berkshire's Jazz sponsoring? event uh, is on the Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend, which I think is the 28th. Hmm. So, um, yeah, yep. talented, talented Coming fellow. Up. Uh, all right, well, we're going to listen to um, uh, a couple tunes, I guess, Mac Macaroon and So Long, Farewell from a Disney flick. Uh, Alan Kohler. Um, I can't see it. <laughs> Tenor sax. Jeff Holmes on piano, of course. James Kamak on acoustic electric bass. And Steve Johns on drums. Here is uh, Macaroon's. And they're both number one again. <laughs> What's the time frame on this? Uh, Five forty-seven. Five forty-seven. So this, hmm. which is not the time of day, in case you're listening to WTBR. <laughs> it's five forty-seven. How long the cut is? Yeah, I gotta do this. And... That's not it. But that's a good song, though. It wasn't it. <laughs> wasn't it? You know what? That's that little snippet you heard there. I blew Rondo a la Turk. I heard that on a part of a seed, uh, part of a television commercial a couple of nights ago, which is a pretty uh, esoteric choice for background music. Whatever but, sells, huh? Well, who knows? Yeah. That, that I hope that sells. That was a great number too. A number also. I don't know what's wrong with my my numbers here. Well, because uh, it's track one, <clears throat> which is five forty-seven, and it's telling me. <clears throat> That it's 150. Let's see what here. Let's see what it sounds like. Yeah. You can always cut it off. <laughs> nope. Oh, that's, okay. That's the wrong Brubeck. Oh, okay. So I, oh, I apologize. Oh, you were going to the real ambassadors. Well, I, I, no. I, apparently I was, <clears throat> but uh, that can be adjusted now. We could do that instead, or because you're going to do that eventually, right? Or is that out of the, the tray? No, no. Let's, let's. I'll put it back in the tray because okay. I got to find the other CD. But it's just one more example of a typical... Ain't technology grand. Typical uh, 
evening with Berkshire Jazz. Uh, and it's all, it's all right here. I take full responsibility for it um, to the point where I say some, it's like the show of shows with Ed Sullivan. People used to watch it to see how he's going to mispronounce somebody's name and screw up. Right here on our stage. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this is, uh, this is a carryover from last week when we played a lot of Louis Armstrong music. And um, this is from a 1961 recording, Real Ambassadors, with Dave Brubeck and uh, Joe Morello and Eugene Wright, uh, Louis, or Louis, I should say, Armstrong, and mm-hmm. Lambert Hendrickson Ross. The first tune is uh, Real Ambassadors. That was Real Ambassadors. I guess I was going to use Cultural Exchange. Well, I can't play them all anyway. So. Right, and- All right, let's do a cultural exchange, and we'll see where it takes us. From reports on Dizzy Gillespie, beat, it was clear to the local press he quelled the riots of far off Greece, restored the place to comparative peace. That's what we call cultural exchange. 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 When this blue, the riots were routed, people danced and cheered and shouted, the headlines mattered, the hour was his, they dropped their stones and they rhymed with this. That's what we call cultural exchange. 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 Yeah, I remember when Diz was in Greece back in 57. He did such a good job, we started sending jazz all over the world. State Department has discovered jazz. It reaches folks like nothing ever has. Like when they feel that jazzy rhythm, they know we're really with them. That's what we call cultural exchange. No commodity is quite so strange as this thing called cultural exchange say that our prestige needs a tonic export the philharmonic that's what we call cultural exchange that's what we call cultural exchange We put Oklahoma in Japan South Pacific we gave to Iran And when our neighbors call us Freeman We sent out Woody Herman That's what we call cultural exchange Hirschwin gave the Muscovites a thrill. Einstein was the darling of Brazil. And just to stop internal mayhem, we dispatched Martha Graham. That's what we call cultural exchange. That's what we call cultural exchange. 
those wacky. We'll get John to send out Jackie. You mean Jackie Robinson? No, man. I mean the first lady. That's what we call cultural exchange. Oh, that's what we call cultural exchange. Louis Armstrong from a uh, 1961 recording. The real ambassadors. Amazing how things haven't changed <laughs> very much, unfortunately. All right, you're listening to WTBR 89.7. This is Berkshire Jazz. I'm host Phil Tierney here with Ed Bride, president of Berkshire's Jazz. And... Uh, we introduced this fellow earlier, and I had not put his CD in the proper he slot. He didn't want to play yet, I guess. <laughs> well, we wanted stubborn. more money. He's a trumpet player, he's stubborn. Right? Yeah. Well, we're going to listen to him play now, and we'll let's see, we've got 20 minutes. We could do both of these tunes. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's see, what are they? Macaroons. Macaroons. And then, uh, so long, farewell. The Jeff Here, Holmes, here's Jeff, Jeff Holmes. Holmes, Jeff Holmes Quartet, Jeff yeah. on piano this time. <laughs>
He's a bit of Brubeck touch to the keyboard, doesn't he? Doesn't he? On WTBR yeah. 89.7. Who have we got next, Ed? 
Well, we're going to close out, I guess, with Svetlana, who was, uh, I want to comment about Jeff Holmes, the Grammy-winning piano player, True. coming to Great Barrington at the end of November. And closer at hand, Svetlana and the Delancey Five coming to Lennox this Sunday. And So how about that? So we've got something from Night at the Movies, uh, Svetlana's award-winning CD, and I think we're doing Remember Me, right? Is that right? I don't know. No, we're doing what, Watch What Happens. Watch What see, Happens. Listen to see what happens. I'm going to watch what happens. <laughs> Svetlana and the Delancey Five, see you in Lennox, Here 4 o'clock Sunday afternoon. you can watch what happens once in a while you can look in your eyes and see into your heart let him find you and watch what happens Let him touch you and watch 
That little riff that uh, comes from the La La Land theme uh, with Svetlana and the Delancey Five doing Watch What Happens. And you can listen to what happens. And you can listen to what happens at 4 o'clock Sunday, Sunday afternoon, August 15th at uh, the Gateways Inn in Lenox when she'll be doing an alfresco concert. Terrific. Outdoors under the sun. Don't miss it. And thanks for listening. You've been listening to Berkshire Jazz here on WTBR 89.7 FM in Pittsfield. Ed Bride, Phil Tierney and Dave Brubeck. (laughs) 